In their small band, only he wore an actual cloak, which was dingy grey and secured with a tarnished metal brooch. Elbright was the smartest and most accomplished of their crew, and Mince hated to disappoint him. Laughing, Brand arrived only moments later and joined Elbright at the fence. It's not funny, Elbright said, but he... Brand couldn't finish as laughter consumed him. Like the other two, Brand was dirty, thin, and dressed in mismatched clothing of varying sizes. His pants were too long, and snow gathered in the folds of the rolled-up bottoms. Only his tunic fit properly. Made from green brocade and trimmed with fine, supple leather, it fastened down the front with intricately carved wooden toggles. A year younger than the old man, he was a tad taller and a bit broader. In the unspoken hierarchy of their gang, Brand came second, the muscle to Elbright's brains. Kine, the remaining member of their group, ranked third, because he was the best pickpocket. This left Mince unquestionably at the bottom. His size matched his position, as he stood barely four feet tall and weighed little more than a wet cat. Stop it, will ya? the old man snapped. I'm trying to teach the kid a thing or two. He could have gotten himself killed. It was stupid, plain and simple. I thought it was brilliant. Brand paused to wipe his eyes. I mean, sure, it was dumb, but spectacular just the same. The way Mintz just stood there blinking as the guy goes for his blades. But they ain't there, cause the little imbecile done cut the git's whole bloody belt off. Then... Brand struggled against another bout of laughter. The best part is that just after Mintz runs, the fat bastard goes to chase him and his britches fall down. The guy toppled like a ruddy tree. Wham! Right into the gutter. By ma, that was hilarious. Elbright tried to remain stern, but Brand's recounting soon had them all laughing. Okay, okay, quit it. Elbright regained control and went straight to business. Let's see the take. Mintz fished out the purse and handed it over with a wide grin. Feels heavy, he proudly stated. Elbright drew open the top and scowled after examining the contents. Just coppers. Brand and Elbright exchanged disappointed frowns, and Mince's momentary elation melted. It felt heavy, he repeated, mainly to himself. What now? Brand asked. Do we give him another go? Elbright shook his head. No. And all of us will have to avoid Church Square for a while. Too many people saw Mince. We'll move closer to the gates. We can watch for new arrivals and hope to get lucky. Do you want... Mince started. No. Give me back my knife. Brand is up next. The boys jogged toward the palace walls, following the trail that morning patrols had made in the fresh snow. They circled east and entered Imperial Square. People from all over Avron were arriving for wintertide, and the central plaza bustled with likely prospects. There, 
Albright said, pointing toward the city gate. Those two. See em? One tall, the other shorter. They're a sorry-looking pair, Mint said. Exhausted, Brand agreed. Probably been riding all night in this storm, Elbright said with a hungry smile. Go on, Brand. Do the old helpful stable boy routine. Now, Mince, watch how this is done. It might be your only hope, as you've got no talent for purse-cutting. Royce and Hadrian entered Imperial Square on ice-laden horses. Defending against the cold, the two appeared as ghosts shrouded in snowy blankets. Despite wearing all they had, they were ill-equipped for the winter roads, much less the mountain passes that lay between Ratibor and Equesta. The all-night snowstorm had only added...